guys, Joe here with the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys today? I hope I'm meeting you well. Um, here at the Modern Heathen Man, we are getting ready for the summer solstice or midsummer, whatever you want to call it. Longest day of the year, shortest night. Um, denotes the turn of the season to begin the um, downward spiral now to darkness. Um, so we're getting ready to celebrate that and have a feast for that and some other stuff here with my kindred. So that's what we're going to get ready for. So you may hear some noise in the background. I apologize. We're just getting everything ready. Um, today we're going to be talking about runes and how runes affect our lives and different things with runes and um, just runes in general, just talking from the hip and doing what we normally do. Let me read something from the Have Mall today. It says, I counsel thee stray singer, accept my counsel. They will be thy boon if you obey them. They will work, they will, if thou winnest them. Seek not ever to draw to thyself in love whispering with another's wife. In other words, take warning. You'll do your best if you believe in him. Follow his advice. And the first piece of advice is never take another man's wife to your bed. I mean, that's just common sense. Um, but as anything, I will turn that over and turn it into the runes. And look at number 143. It says, can you write? Can you read? Can you paint? Can you prove something? Can you wish? Can you worship? Can you summon? Can you sacrifice? Now, the first few of those is about the runes specifically, and it's basically, dost thou know to write? Dost thou know to read? Dost thou know how to paint? Dost thou know how to prove? Dost know how to ask? Dost know how to offer? Dost know how to send? Dost know how to spend? These are words that we um, go by all the time. Um, it's better to ask too little than offer too much. Like the gift should be the boon. Better not to send than to overspend. Thus Odin graved ere the world began when he rose from the deep and came again. These are about runes and how to bloat and how to worship and how to do the things we need to do as heathens. Um, I'd like for you to ponder those words, say a little bit. Well, let's begin our prayer for the day. And I know it's always the same prayer, but it's a good thing to get in the habit of doing. So here's our prayers. Gods and goddesses, Aesir and Vanir, thank you for the blessings you give. Thank you for being with me. I ask you to continue to bless me and to be by my side. I ask you to help me to face the decree of the Norns with courage honor, and frith, and I ask you to help me to do my best that I can for my faith, ancestors, family, and kindred, this day, every day, and always, grant me wisdom, honor, strength, and frith to continue. Help me to bring honor to you and my ancestors. Hail the gods. I want to hail you for listening today. Say to grab yourself a cup of coffee. A horn of ale, a horn of mead, a horn of cider, whatever you like, actually. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the runes, guys. I'll be right back. Thanks.
Hey guys, Joe here from Modern Heathen, man. I wanted to tell you about this great new place that I found. It's a really safe place for heathens of all walks. Um, it's called the International Satru Foundation. They have their own social network platform called the Roots of Yggdrasil. And the International Satru Foundation is an organization that is dedicated to the preservation, growth, and advancement of Germanic paganism. They build networks, share knowledge, and gather in pursuit of common goals. As an organization, they operate at the kindred level and encourage you to explore and ask questions throughout that time frame. Their vision is easy. It's heathens from every walk of life working together for a common goal. The reveal and continued practice of Germanic paganism for everyone worldwide. The things that they're doing are really exciting. They strive to help you understand heathenry better and the different paths of heathenry and Germanic paganism. They educate the public about the faith. They gather to share knowledge, build reputable resources for learning, and work towards common goals set by the community itself. They're working on starting a whole school program to make very good educated Gothi, and working on a program specifically for our warriors. Everyone is free to walk their paths as he or she wills, but I'm telling you, this is the greatest place to go. It's a safe haven for heathens. If you're tired of all that Facebook banter and getting banned and going to Facebook jail all the time, they have their own social media network where you're safe to talk about heathenry all day long with other heathens. They're really specific on who they let in there, and it's only heathens talking with heathens. That's all there is to it. So go ahead and check it out. Their address is asatru.org with the real spelling with the hashtags above the A and the U. So make sure to go ahead and check them out, and uh, hopefully we'll see you join there, the International Satru Foundation. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, Joe here with the Modern Heathen Man. Thanks for coming back. Um, let's begin right away in talking about the runes. Let's talk first about what the runes are. So, basically, when we talk about runes, we're talking about an ancient writing system that was used by the Norse people and all the places that they founded, um, basically for communication. Um, but within writing systems, you know, even Shakespeare said the words, and I quote, the pen is mightier than the sword. <clears throat> In that, we understand that writing has power. And the power of words is incredible. I mean, we use the power of words every single day. Um, when we were kids, think about standing at school and pledging allegiance. You know, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. One nation under gods, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. We make our pledge, and I know there's more to it, uh, but we make our pledge, and those words mean something. We are saying that we are giving honor to that thing and pledging that we will continue to honor it, okay? Same with the National Anthem. We stand during the National Anthem because, you know, with it being Flag Day, we understand that Old Glory had a poem written about her, and that is power, and even our Constitution is just words on a piece of paper, just letters that are put together, but it means something. So with that understood and with the understanding of words having power, we get into the runes a little bit. Now, these are an ancient system of writing that was used by the um, Norse people. But along with each and every letter on their name came with a separate meaning. So it was almost like a uh, I want to say almost like a um, 
type of writing that not only had the the words but actual the meanings, almost like a hieroglyphic type style, but a little bit different. And we ended up using, and they ended up using these letters also for divination. So let's delve right in, okay? So the, I use the Elder Futhark, and the reason it's called Futhark is because the first letters are Fehu, Yuru's, Thurisaz, Ansu's, Rado, and Kanaz. You put those phonetically together, and you have Futhark. F-U-T-H-A-R-K. So the Thorsaz making the T-H, you know, could be a D. We do Fudark if you want. Um, some people pronounce it as a D, but it's a T-H in a Thor, Odin, and things of that nature that are there. That's that's a given. So let, let's talk about them. The first is Fehu. Then there's Yeruz. Well, not necessarily the first, just in this order that people have put them in. Then Thorsaz, Ansu's. Rado, Kanaz, Gifu, Wanjo, Hagel, Nayad, Isa, Jera, Awaz, Partho, Elgaz, Suilo, Tyr, Bjork, Awaz, Manaz, Lagaz, Ingus, Othala, Degas, and then the blank one, which is weird. Now, there are other names for them, um, like Gifu, um, Wanjo, um, Hagel is also Hagalaz, Nayad is also Nathus, or Nathis, pardon me, um, Isa's Isa, Jera's Jera, Awaz, Awaz, um, Pertho is Peridro as well. Um, Yeol is Algiz. Um, Seigel is Siwulo, or Sowilo, pardon me. Um, Tyr is also Tewaz. Bjork is also Burkino. Okay. So some of them have Ing is Inguz as well. Um, Othal is Othala. And, you know, they, they have different um, words for them. And as far as the actual meaning goes, that differs sometimes as well. So like Fehu, we'll talk about Fehu. We understand that Fehu means wealth. It brings wealth and the fulfillment of goals. Its main element is fire or um, it means cattle or, you know, things of that nature. So, but it doesn't always mean that. If it's reversed, it means the opposite of that. And sometimes in a reading, it may mean this or it may mean that. But we won't get into all of that today. What we'll get into is the basis for it. So it's a phonetical spelling of things. So Fehu is obviously F. Yeruz is obviously U. Um, Yeruz means strength, invites um, creativity and wealth. But it also means changes, depending on which way you're looking at it. Um, in teaching my children... The my two boys, one is nine and one is sixteen. I teach them the runes quite a bit, and I have a very unique way of teaching these runes um, in that they symbolize certain things. So, if you take Yeruz for example, Yeruz means sometimes a welcome change, something that's coming about because it's good, not necessarily bad, but a change nonetheless. And you may not like that, but it's for the better. So if we look at your ruse and look at the design of it, it looks almost like an N with a curved angle. 
And what I say to my children is originally people that built homes built flat roofs. And they learned that having a roof that was sideways or pitched would let the water run off. And that was a better change. Not necessarily a good change or a bad change, just a change for the better, period. And it helped out later. It made an attic space. It created, you know, different things. So if you look at the side of this, it looks like half of the house with a roof and a wall. With that said, I mean, it teaches my kids right away when they look at it that not necessarily the name of Yeru's, but the idea that it's a change that's going to come about for the better. Whether you like it or not, it's a good change. In reverse, it means something's going to fail or something's not working properly. And if you flip it around and use it like a bucket, if you tried to fill it with water because it's slanted, it would keep laying on its flat end and spill that water out. So you would end up losing something from that, meaning that it signifies a loss of some type or something that is not working properly. Okay, so this is the way I teach my kids to um, view these runes. Um, they're not that hard to figure out, in all honesty, and not that hard to figure out what the meaning is. The hard part is is becoming proficient at it and understanding what the runes are telling you and what your ancestors are telling you through the runes. Um, Fehu is pretty easy. It looks like a, an F pointing up, and the way we look at that is we're beekeepers. So wealth means that our um, hives are full of honey. And because this is at an angle, it happens to be the same angle that a bee makes a cell. And if you cut the um, honeycomb down and you cut it open sideways, you look at a cross section of it, it looks kind of like this. So we want full beehives full of honey. So Fehu means wealth because honey to us is wealth. And that's Fehu and Yuru's. That those are pretty easy. Thorsaz obviously looks like a thorn, and we understand that it is a protection. And that that thorn pointed out is um, keeping you protected from something. If that thorn is pointed in, it's keeping you away from something and protecting something else because you're doing something wrong. I mean, pretty self-explanatory. Ansu's, um, which is the A symbol, looks like a regular F um, that's pointed down. Um, it's power, luck, and inspiration. Um so we look at that as like a flag waving to say, hey, here's where you want to be. This is um, the safety zone. This is the power and this is the um, fort that you want to go to. So it in induces power and protection behind that fort. Luck and inspiration because that's where people got their inspiration to build better cities. Um, Radu, which looks like the R. If you turn it sideways, it kind of looks like a snail walking down a road. And that means a journey or a safe journey because the snail takes his house with him um, and is able to go ahead and safely travel with his whole home with him. And it may be a little slow. It may take you a little bit of time, but you're going to get there. And it's a safe journey that you'll you'll finish and it'll be easy for you to um, get there. Um, Kanaz looks like a greater than um, symbol. So you understand that it's a... Um, character personality thing almost like uh, something's eating something to understand that that means that something is going to be consumed but not necessarily for the bad it's greater than um what you thought it was it's more powerful than what you thought it was but it will be consumed um gifu is the next one it's an x x marks the spot just for pirates it's a gift a free gift where you dig into the dirt and you get yourself this this treasure or this present Without going too much farther, this is how we look at all of these 
And this is how we see um, what's going on. Also, the ensues, it means a test that's really easy for you to um, accomplish. So we can give our teacher an F for giving us a test that's too easy. I mean, this is how I teach my children to understand um, the basic meanings of the runes. Now, there's more in-depth meanings, and of course, you can get into more things. Uh, one of the best books I've ever read, uh, read pardon me, wow, what a day today. One of the greatest books I ever read was uh, Taking Up the Runes by Diana L. Paxson. You know, it takes the time to delve into each and every rune. Um, it has chants for each and every rune. It has a meditation for each and every rune. Um, you really begin to study the runes for what they are. This is just a brief primer on, um, you know, what, what the runes mean um, and just what runes are. I mean, I, I just I don't focus wholly on these things. I'm just beginning to, to talk about them and just starting from the beginning um, for the new person coming into them. Again, runes are not hard if you take the time to just understand the symbols and then learn the names. I mean, you can do a good rune reading if you get the symbols like my kids do and begin to um, move forward with that. You can actually do a rune reading without knowing the names. I mean, it's just so simple that way. So when I come back, we're going to go over the rest of them um, and learn a bit more about them. And uh, go from there. I'm going to teach you guys how I taught my kids. So I hope you're enjoying yourself, and I'll see you in a moment. Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse, and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night, and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores, Redbubble, say that three times, all of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items help support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings, like and subscribe to the channel, and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash midgardmusings and youtube.com slash midgardmusings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-N-G-S will find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Okay, guys, I'm back. Thanks for uh, listening to those uh, promos. Um, definitely good promos, people that help my things survive. So now that we've got Torado and Kanaz, let's go past Gifu. Wonjo looks like a flag. Um, 
it's wisdom and glory, and it means a few other things. Um, like I said, it's it's really how you go about um, looking at what they are. So just give me a second. I'm going to go through. I made a little notebook for me and my boys. Uh, we went over the rooms together, and each of them made a notebook, and I made a notebook as well. And we drew each of the runes in there and um, drew each of their meanings that went along with it so that we can go ahead and know what it means, okay? So one Joe is joy and happiness and reverse the opposite of sadness, trouble um, by a third party. So P stands for party, where a third party is either going to help bring you joy and happiness or it's going to bring you sorrow, depending on which way it is. Um, Hagalaz or Hagel. Um, looks like an H with a symbol that goes across it. It's where word hail comes from. Um, it means a stoppage or a halting um, or something that's going to cause us to stop. It means ice. So it's going to freeze whatever is going on. Um, that's basically it looks like an H. So it means for hail. Um, Nyad or Nathis. Looks like an X, but it's skewed a little bit. And the way we describe this one to the boys, um, in horseshoes, it's not quite the mark that you want. It's a trial or a test or something you have to learn. And in learning it, let me just read what I, what I actually wrote. So just bear me a second here. We didn't go in actual order, me and the boys. We just went through them, and they learned... Um, just each one specifically. So naiad means a delay um, and patience, a difficult learning situation. So if you look at it like a, you know, a leaner in horseshoes, it's a difficult learning situation. You're almost perfectly there, and you almost got that ringer, just not quite. You take it for what it is. You take it for learning. You take it for um, what it's going to be. It's a difficult situation that you have to really learn about. Um, the next one is Isa. It's just an I for ice, a halting, a stop, um, a, a, a freezing. Unlike Hegel, which is a temporary one, this is a more permanent one. So if you think of a hailstorm in the middle of the winter for Hegel or in the middle of the summer, it's going to stop you from doing the things you need to do. You're going to have to get inside and wait for it to do to discontinue before you go on and do the rest of what you have to do. It's different in the winter where you have a total like freeze over where you can't really go out for days and days and days and days and days. It's more of a stoppage than just a halt. Um, the next one in the line is Jera. It's the greater than and less than symbol um, put side by side. And it almost looks like two alligators arguing. Um, but if you use Jera like jury, it means that, you know, the arguments between the jury, it's a long-term success, um, luck, and um, it's actually the gardener's rune for some reason. It just signifies um, a good growth in the garden, and a lot of people use it within their garden to bring about um, good growth and stuff. But it means um, the ending of a trial, but in your favor. Um, I just get to make sure I'm, I'm going to make sure here. Like I said, I have my book and, and that's what it means when I'm looking at it. Um, it means rewards, justice, and legalized, um, legalities events must happen in their own time. Um, you must try harder and to help yourself. So again, if you think of court and jury arguing back together, 
um, rewards, justice, and um, legalities. Events must happen in their own time, so you have to wait for the court hearing. Must be um, must try harder um, to help yourself. So defending yourself in court um, is you know something you look at as part of this one. Um, the next one we have is AWAS, and this one looks a little. It's a it's a bar with like a half up arrow to the right and a half down arrow to the left. Um, so if you look at that, um, this one is set your sights on a reasonable target. You will achieve things and will turn out for the better. So it's not good or bad in a sense. That's why it's up and down at the same time. Um, but you have to choose your target, whether it be before you or behind you. And if you choose that target, that's what you're going to get. That's what's going to be um, happening for you. Um, the next one is Pertho. It's a V and an N with a line to the left of it. Best way I can describe it to you. A down arrow, up arrow without the, the bars, and then the bar that goes straight down. This one looks like a jack-in-the-box. Um, sideways, like it's getting ready to spring. So we told our boys, this is a surprise. This is um, something new, but it's going to come to you as a surprise, something you didn't expect. It's a good surprise, not something bad, but definitely um, a good surprise. And that's if it's pointed to the right. If it's pointed toward you, it could be a surprise that's bad or um, not something you want, a surprise. Um, next is Yeol or Algiz. Um, that looks like the Y with the line in the center. It almost looks like a guy with his hands raised into the air. Um, the way we describe that one um, to the boys is almost like someone worshiping the gods. So they're they're standing there with their hands in the air worshiping the gods. And we look at it as worshiping because it's good new influences entering your life, protection from misfortune, um, and strong premonitions. All things that you get when you begin to be part of a body of believers in heathenry. Um, you gain all that. And if it's reverse, a sacrifice with no personal gain. Um, people that avoid you um, and you're deceiving yourself and you lose a lot of the offers you were originally getting. So again, that's almost like a worshiping one. So if you look at it like that, that's what it is. Um, Seigel or Sowolo um, is the other one. It looks like a, an S in a lightning bolt fashion. Um, and you're familiar with this one because the uh, Waffen SS used it as their symbol, which was not appropriate, but it is what it is. But only singly, this one, one S. This one means protection from the gods. Um, it's showing that, you know, the lightning bolt coming from Thor's hammer. Um, this is how I explain to my boys. It looks like a lightning bolt. It means Thor's protecting us. We're being protected from something specifically. Um, that's a simple one. Tiwaz is an up arrow, uh, also known as Tear. Um, this is um, the actual symbol of Tear, the up arrow. Um, everything's on the up. I mean, it's going good for you, obviously. The arrow's pointing up. It means um, success, and it means you're going to make it, and that you're being... Um, sent into the successful path. Obviously, if it points down, it's the opposite of that. Um, no strength, no purpose, no willpower, um, no resolution of conflict. 
and pointing forward or up, it means just the opposite of that, invite strength, purpose, willpower, and resolution conflict. Pretty simple. Um, pretty straightforward. Um, we got as far as tier. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more to go. Um, when I come back, we'll go over the last seven and talk a little bit more about um, runes themselves, uh, reading and learning about them. So give me a few moments, guys. Let me grab some water and I will be right back. Thank you. Hey guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Carves everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small D poles of 5 to 6 inches for $40. 7 to 8 inches for $45. 9 to 10 for $50. And 11 to 12 for $60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, Balder, Bragi, Hemdall, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel... Freya, Ostri, Scotty, Sif, Air, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Yord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So he can meet anybody's needs. Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Um, let's dive right in right now. So we got to Yule and uh, Seawall and Tears, or Tear, pardon me. Wow. Uh, Bjork is the next one. It looks like a B with uh, triangular curves. This is the Mother's Rune. Uh, understand, oh, excuse me, no more than understanding that it looks like a pregnant woman. It's a Mother's Rune. It invites romance, healing, and protection. The things that a mother would give. Um, I don't think it has reverse. I've never used a reverse of it. It just means the mother, no matter what. So, uh, next one is Awaz, which is an M, a straight M. Now, this one's a little weird because, no, not this one, the next one, pardon me. Awaz stands for a journey, um, a symbol of friendship and bonding. It, it almost looks like... Um, I tell the boys it looks like the old uh, pictures when you were painting and you did little birds and you did little M's for the birds because they're far off. So it's a far off journey, a journey you're going to take and go on. Um, the next one is Manaz. Now, Manaz looks like the M as well, but it has the X in the center. 
This one's a little strange because it means that you have a friend to help you. It means you have somebody along the way that's a companion. Um, if it's reversed, it means you don't have that companion. You don't have a friend helping you. The way I explained to the boys, we're, we're Doctor Who fans. So if you look at the bow tie of Doctor Who and the TARDIS, and you put the bow tie on the TARDIS, this is what this looks like. And it may be foreign to you what I'm saying, but we like Doctor Who. So this one is a Doctor Who rune for us, where it means that you have a friendship and companion helping you along the way that the outcome is going to be slow and steady rather than quick. Um, the completion will happen. But if you know anything about Doctor Who, nothing happens in a good time for everything takes forever to happen, but it always ends up good in the end. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. Um, next one is Lagaz, uh, Laguz. It looks like a shepherd's staff and the boys, you know, this is for the sheep. This was hope, uh, sustenance, life, protection. When they saw this in the shepherd. So for them, when they see this, Thing. They see the shepherd staff, and again, it invites hope, the symbol of sustenance, of life, of things that are good, um, the protection of the group, things of that nature. In reverse, it means the opposite of that, obviously. Um, that's it. Unfortunately, that's the way that that works. It's really simple. I mean, these are really simple explanations to these runes. Um, I hope it's helping you along. We've only got three more, and I'll go over those in a second. Um, Ingus or Ing is what I like to call it. It looks like two X's, one on the top of the other. It means a completion. And the way we, we learn that one is really simple. Ing is the end of a sentence, like running, the completion of running, you know, the completion of a run, running, um, driving, the completion of drive, driving, you know, things like that. So you're doing that task, you're working at it. So Ing. Um, is a completion of a task, a completion of things happening in your life, including love and friendships, um, lasting partnerships, things that will continue to go. They won't just run, they'll be running continually, continuation and ending or um, completion. You know, that's what ing means or ingus. Um, Othala, this one's really cool. It looks like an X with a triangle on top. Um, it means you're obsessed with something. It means you have something on your life that is causing you obsession. Um, but in the in the up symbol, it means good. Because if you think about the the 40s and 50s, we were obsessed with going to the going to the moon in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. We're obsessed with rockets and learning about them. This one looks like a rocket. So the obsession, the, the completion of a task looks good. Um, the working of a task, reverse, it's bad. What are you going to do when a bomb starts falling? You hear the... Everybody runs from it. It's not something you want. So when it's reversed, it's not something you want. Unfortunately, it's going to happen. The bomb is falling. You either got to take cover or something else. That's Othello. Um, the gauze, again, it's the X with the two ends. Looks like a bow tie. And it's a good luck charm. Um, we've met spiritual growth, learning, and opportunity for learning. Again, it looks like the doctor's bow tie. They like Dr. Who, so this is another doctor's room. Um, but because it's a bow tie, it invites learning. Um, slow and steady wins the race, things of that nature. So that's what that one means. 
so with my boys, this is how I went over the runes. This is how I taught them these runes. Like I said, it's a really simple way to teach runes. It may work for you. It may not work for you. But this is how I taught them to learn the runes. Um, again, symbols that mean power, almost like hieroglyphics. Um, you can go in depth with it. You can just barely touch the surface. surface. But in a rune casting, understanding the runes as symbols is really important because they could mean other things to you. Um, they could... Um, give you better insight to what's going on in your life based on the way that they come out. The rune reading I like to do is a three rune reading. Um, if they need more in depth than that, we, we get more um, runes out and go from there and we draw above each piece and learn more as we go. Now, you can do rune readings the way you like to do them because we all need to become personal with our runes. As I've discussed before with runes, you want to go ahead and purchase the runes that you want, purchase the runes that you like, the ones that call on you, or create them yourself. It's up to you entirely how this happens, um, but it has to be special to you. You want to keep the runes with you as much as you can. You want to become connected to them. When you do a rune reading, you want to have a clear head and a clear mind, and you want to focus on the person that you're doing the reading for. Um, you want to focus on the norns and getting them to bring you the information through the runes. You want them to speak to you. You want your ancestors and the gods to speak to you while you're doing this rune reading for that person. Um, so you need to have a clear head and a clear mind. A lot of people put candles out. A lot of people put incense out, uh, play music in the background. Whatever clears your mind of what's going on in your day so that you can do this rune reading for somebody else to be focused wholly on them and what's going on with them and focusing in on what you're being told by the gods and the ancestors, you'll do good. Um, a couple different runes, uh, books by um, Paschal and Paxson. Um, the one is called The Runes by uh, Paschal. It's a good beginner book, um, good basic book to look through. goes through some layouts and stuff like that. gets into making a bag and things of that nature for your runes. Um, but really, if you want something really in-depth, I'm going to say Taking Into Runes by Dan L. Paxson. Um, it's a little bit um, wickish, wickenish, if you will. Um, but for the most part, it's very um, spot on. I mean, it talks about some garden magic and some other stuff like that. But for the runes themselves, it really begins to get you in touch with the runes. Um, she gives each rune a song. Um, there's a meditation for each one. There is a specific thing that goes with each one to learn the runes one at a time. Um, and again, they have different names. Um, so they all have different pieces that go with them. Really good book. I'm not paid by her or anything. It's just one of my favorite books that go along with the runes. Um, it's helped me to really understand them, to move through them. If I've ever done a rune reading for you, you know what I mean? It's, it's really beautiful. Um, when you and your runes are together and doing the right thing and listening to what's going on around you, um, people benefit from that. And it's a really good practice um, to learn to do this. I mean, there's some people that can't, and don't misunderstand me, those people that cannot read the runes, I understand that wholly. Not everything is for everyone. But in the same token, um, you can learn them just so that when you do go for a rune reading, that somebody isn't telling you something hokey, if you will. 
Um, even if you can't do a reading, if you're not that connected, you can base, learn the basic idea of what the symbols mean and see if their rune reading is good for you or not, or you can even get your own rune reading. Um, some of the hardest things for me to do is get a rune reading from somebody else because I read them as if I'm reading them. And what they tell me, I, I listen to and I, and I go with, but sometimes I'm just like, no, that's, you sure it's not read this way? <laughs> um, so <clears throat> with that said, um, if you have your own runes and you have your own stuff, um, we could talk a little bit about um, making them your runes like I've done before. You want to go ahead and when you get your new runes or you create your new runes, you want to take one with you each and every day. You want to concentrate on it. You want to have them available for you. You want to keep the bag with you. Um, you want to sleep with the bag of runes under your pillow. Um, you want to concentrate on each one specifically and what that rune means each and every day. And at the end of a month, you'll be proficient with the runes, I believe, if that, if you did that. So um, just make them yours. I mean, like I said, they, they have to be your runes. If they're not, um, they may not read for you properly. Um, and even some people go as far as not letting other people touch their runes. I mean, I don't mind people touching mine. I believe we have a good enough bond, my runes and I. Um, so that people can touch them and they're not going to become, um, not going to have their power or their energy imparted upon them because so much of mine in there. But there are some people who will not even allow you to touch their runes because they're that sacred to them. <clears throat> I will say honor that and, you know, do whatever they ask you to do if it's their runes, you know, their haul, their call. So that's just it. I mean, not everybody's the same way. Um, definitely have yourself a rune cloth to draw your runes on um, and, you know, just respect them. Understand where they come from. Understand that Odin had to sacrifice himself in order to get them and bring them to us, that we can be better people. Understand that Odin was giving something great up so that we could have something greater. Um, we need to honor that. We need to honor that idea that he was willing to sacrifice everything for that wisdom. And then within wisdom comes the idea of sharing wisdom. Um, and that's a, that's a noble, noble, noble virtue. So just like I do in this podcast, not that I'm nobler than he or anything like that. I'm just saying wisdom shared is true wisdom. So even if it's folly, um, if I share my folly with you, that's wisdom, because then you don't have to make that same mistake. But Odin, to honor him and his sacrifice and the things that he did um, within these runes. So it's a serious thing when you take up the runes, when you begin to study them and to really understand that the power that you have in that bag that hangs off your belt is, is incredible. Um, to help people, to show people the way to bring solace to people and to um, tell them the way things are. I mean, some, some room readings are not that great. Some room readings are really bad. Some room readings are, um, you know, sad, things of that nature. But um, if we do our room readings properly, we'll definitely be able to help people um, in that aspect. And that's, you know, part of our goal and part of our idea when you begin taking up the runes and doing things like that, you're on your way to Gothi, and Gothi should be helping the community and helping the kindred to move along. 
with that said, I'm, I'm going to say happy Freya's Day or Frigg's Day, whichever you choose to celebrate. I celebrate both Frigg and Freya today. Um, I'm excited for midsummer coming and the bloat we're going to have. Tomorrow I'm going to go ahead and I think I'm going to broadcast the bloat or record the bloat for you guys so you can hear uh, what goes on there. Um, just so you have an idea of uh, things that go on. I won't do the sunbolt because there's some private stuff on there sometimes, but I will do the bloat. Um, let everybody know that I'm doing it so they'll be they'll be good on the air. <laughs> anyway, um, I look forward to um, this next week coming up. I'm going to touch a little bit about um, some kids and heathenry and families and heathenry a little bit and go from there. But for now, I want to thank you guys for joining me. I want to hail you for listening. Um, I'm going to encourage you to study, take up the runes, begin your walk, be, begin the really walk. And um, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.